Assalamualaikum. It is Monday, the 9th of May, 2022. And uh, in our series, Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 309. <clears throat> and uh, today we will look at the words used in chapter 2 verse 100 of the Holy Quran and this is the second part of our broadcasts about this verse of the, uh, the Holy Quran. The uh, Ahmadiyya movement or uh, Ahmadiyya Anjuman was created by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad and uh, he taught us that uh, although other people, other Muslims, say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, another Prophet can come, this is untrue because the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet is the seal of the Prophet. And the Holy Prophet explained the meaning of the word seal of the Prophet or the term seal of the Prophets by saying that it means last of the Prophets. So no Prophet will now come. Neither an old prophet nor a new one. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad's claim was that he was the Mujaddid, a reformer who'd come to reform Muslims. And uh, his distinction was that he was the one that the Holy Prophet Muhammad referred to as Messiah and Mahdi in his hadith, in his sayings. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad also pointed out that Muslims are very hasty in calling each other heretics and kafirs and so on. The Holy Prophet had said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter that uh, you are a heretic, you are a non-Muslim, you are a kafir, then this verdict, this edict, falls upon the person saying it. So Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad said that uh, people who recite the Kalima should not indulge in this. And uh, he also said that uh, Muslims outside the movement believe that some of the uh, uh, prophetic revelation that the Holy Prophet received has been missed out from the Holy Quran. And some that is in the Holy Quran has been abrogated, has been cancelled. He said this is completely untrue. Uh, God says in the Holy Quran that he revealed the Holy Quran and he will protect it. So how come? how can anything be missed out? How can anything that is in the Holy Quran be cancelled? 
further hazrat mirza gulam ahmed stressed that jihad is every muslim's fundamental duty but it is jihad as defined by the holy prophet muhammad not by others when returning from uh, fighting the holy prophet muhammad said muslims return from the minor jihad to the major jihad and the major jihad he defined as jihad bin nafs a struggle a jihad with your own self to stop yourself from doing the wrong thing and always do the right thing so let us turn to the uh, holy quran and as we said i'm on the wrong page this is chapter 2 verse 100 <clears throat> Sorry about this. There we are. A'uzu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. وَكُلَّمَا عَاهَدُوا عَهْدًا نَبَذَهُ فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Is it that whenever they make a covenant, the party of them cast it aside? Nay, most of them have no faith. last time we had uh, uh, got as far as this awakullama ahadu now next word is ahdan now this is made from the same root as ahada so uh, sorry ahadu so i won't repeat the explanation this time later on when the word occurs i'll repeat the whole explanation then we have nabazahu fariqum so we look at these two words so first let's go to nabazahu and let me find my notes which is always a struggle because my notes are on the uh, on the on the computer and they get messed up in the previous broadcast okay so nabaza who its uh, root is noon ba wal and it has two segments nabaza and who who is a pronoun and nabaza is the verb and the words there are two words we find in the holy quran made from this root and in total they appear in the holy quran 12 times and 10 times as 
Nababa. And uh, it means discarding something, throwing it away, because as far as you're concerned or in your eyes, it has no value. So you discard it. <clears throat> and uh, that is the literal meaning, but um, its translation, its application can be literal, like the way I have explained, or something that has the same essence as ignoring something, throwing something away, etc. For example, in chapter 104, verse 4, it says, And certainly, they'll be thrown into, they'll be put into what's called Hotama. Or uh, in another place, chapter 3, verse 178, it says, And they threw it away. I mean, literally, you could say, threw it behind them, literally. Um, because, uh, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, there are two people talking and so on, and they get interrupted by a third person who they don't think is very important and they want to uh, uh, sort of get rid of him. So what do they do? They turn their backs on him. So that's what it means, throw it behind their back, because it's worthless, it's not worth anything, it's not important. And it, uh, uh, in chapter 28, verse 40, it also <clears throat> states, uses the same word, فَأَخَزْنَاهُ وَجُنُوهُ فَنَبَزْنَاهُمْ فِي and uh, we got hold of their, uh, we got hold of them and their um, uh, soldiers, their army, and we threw them in the river. Because obviously in that context, that army, those people, didn't deserve to be any consideration. An interesting use is in chapter 8, verse 58, uh, when the Holy Quran says, Fam biz ilayhim ala sawa. And then throw their treaty, throw their covenant to them. Now, what does that mean? What it means is that, uh, you know, there is a contract. There is a treaty between 
to uh, countries, to people, to armies, and so on. And the other party breaks that treaty. Now that treaty has become worthless. As they say, it's not worth the paper it's written on. So God then says that uh, it's now become worthless, so throw it back at them, which means an answer in equal measure. You notice something, that even in this instance, the Holy Quran does not say that you do something more than they have done. They have broken the peace treaty, for example. Now, treaty is now worthless, but your reply should not exceed what they've done. Because if you exceed that, then, you know, you're the one who has overstepped the bounds that Allah has set. And then in chapter 16, verse, verses 86, 87, it's slightly different use. And then there, um, <clears throat> what they say will be rejected and they'll be told that they're lies and then they'll have to fall down before God. So that is, um, so this is, although literally this is to, uh, throw something away, ignore something because it's unimportant. But you can see that wherever something becomes, uh, something loses its value like a contract, like a peace treaty, then the same word is used by the Holy Quran to give us guidance on what to do and how to behave. The next word is Fariqum and uh, its root is Fa, Wa, Qaf and uh, 14 words are made from this root in the Holy Quran and there we find them in 72 places. So using these three uh, letters 70, we find uh, 14 different words made which appear in 72 different places in the Holy Quran. 33 times, which is the majority, it's the noun Fariq. And then uh, the rest nine times as Farraku and eight times as Tafarraku. 
and seven times as four akan and uh, then twice and once and all the, this kind of thing. So, <clears throat> and it's interesting that there are two roots, two words, al-farku um, and wal-falku, and they have uh, very close meanings which mean, and the meaning is to split. As the Holy Quran says in Surah Baqarah, chapter 50, And we split the river for you. And Al-Firqu, uh, which is used in chapter 26, verse 24. That means the peace that separates. You know, if, if you if you have uh, uh, like an apple and you, you can cut it in the middle or you can cut it to one side or whatever and you take one piece to eat, then, you know, one piece will be called the piece that has separated and this is the root, this is the basis of the word firkatun and which is used in chapter 9 verse 122 which means a group, a party of people. Now for dawn, both words, harakun and halaka are used because Quran does so uh, itself. Fan halaka fakana kulu fariqin katpu vil azim and the river was split and each part of it was as if it's a mountain. So you can see Palaka and Farid used in the same verse. Farid, Urdu people, Urdu speaking people will find it easy. Farid is a party, a group, which separates from others. For example, it says Wa inna minhum la al bil kitab. Chapter 3 verse 78 and from in the people of the book there are some that twist their tongues when they read the book. And uh, um, <clears throat> what was the reason? Well, that could be one of three. You remember, the Holy Prophet Muhammad said Islamic law only applies to Muslims. So if Jews wanted a decision, then 
he would decide according to Torah. Now this wasn't always convenient because Islamic law was more lenient than Judaic law. So sometimes they would say, well, please decide this matter in accordance with the Holy Quran. The Holy Prophet would say, okay. And sometimes they would say, no, decide it in accordance with Torah. But then they would twist their tongues. They'll misread the Torah to get a favorable decision. But of course, when they recited the Holy Quran, they also twisted their tongues to take innocent words and make them into terms of abuse and all this kind of thing. And the Holy Quran refers to this, this thing. And uh, in chapter 42, verse 7, we have Fari'un fil jannati wa fari'un fil One party will be in heavens and one in hell. Now, you see, as I pointed out, if you know Urdu, this should be very easy for you. Fari'k, the first word, Fari'kun. That is one party. This is used in Urdu with the same meaning. Fi is in Jannati. Jannati is the word used in Urdu as well. Va, everyone knows is and. Fariqun, another part. Fi in Fisaid, in hell. The only word an Urdu speaking person would not know is Sair. <coughs> In chapter 23, verse 109, the Holy Quran says, And from among my servants, there was a group who had certain qualities. And again, we have uh, chapter 2, verse 85. And from among them, they would turn some people out of their land. And most of these words should be familiar to Urdu speaking people because there are similar words or even same words. They are homeland, home. That's in Urdu as well. They are him. Fariq, we've already seen. Tukhrijuna, Ikharaj is in Urdu as well. That means uh, expulsion or going out or being sent out or in that kind of thing. And uh, um, in fact, what it is, is Al-Farakun is the parting of the hair. So you've got something and all of it is the same. The hair on your head is the same. At front, at back, right, left and so on. And you take the thing that is the same and you split it into two. 
and, and it, the, the, the same thing applies to people. This is why when humans split, it's called firka. But as I said, this refers to parting of the hair as well. And wherever parting is involved, this word can be applied. It's also applied to when uh, a decision is taken. So what are you separating? The judge is separating what he thinks is the correct thing from the wrong thing. So <clears throat> the same word is used because the concept of uh, taking one thing and uh, splitting, splitting it into two is being used. You see, I mean, some people say, well, does it mean that you can't disagree with other people and so on, uh, and you must all believe and say the same thing? No, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. That is not what democracy is about. This is what people misunderstand. What democracy is about, that people gather together and they discuss various options for whatever. But once a decision is taken, everyone accepts that decision. The example of Hazrat Umar, he uh, was going to enact a law and a lady stood up and said, well, that's not what the Quran says. And no one else disagreed with her. And Hazrat Umar then said that no, he won't enact the law because this lady is quite right. It is <clears throat> against what the Quran says. But if, uh, um, you know, there is some matter and a decision is to be taken on that and a decision that is taken by the majority, it's against what you believe should be done, then what are you going to do? Democracy demands that you accept the decision and carry on. But if you don't accept the decision and instead you start emailing and ringing people around and saying, you know, whoa, this is the wrong thing and uh, why are they doing it and, you know, join me and uh, so on. That creates division and chaos. That's anarchy. That's not democracy. And unfortunately, this is what happens amongst the Muslims. Uh, you know, as long as a decision is in line with what you think is the right thing, then it's democratic. But if a decision is taken against what you're arguing for, then, you know, it's heresy, it's wrong, it's this, it's that, uh, etc. And they start doing all manner of things which split the community. That is 
what is wrong. It's not the disagreement that's wrong. It's the failure to accept the decision of the majority that is wrong and that is what creates that splits the community into two and people start whatever, all manner of things and, 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 and so on. So we must guard against that and we don't, unfortunately. Well, with that, I take my leave of you. Wherever you are, whoever you are, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz, goodbye.